Welcome to the Soul Surgery Podcast. My name is Nikki Clinch and I am your host. I am a maturation facilitator, teacher and coach, integrative holistic health counselor, breathwork facilitator and author. I am the founder of the Academy of Maturation Coaching, The Alchemy of Being, where I train as many people as I can to become powerful spaces for human beings to come home to their authentic truth. Maturation is a powerful evolutionary process of dissolving trauma, breaking free of stuck patterns, and growing and healing at the taproot. Growing out of who we thought we were from the stories led by our past conditioning in order to grow and evolve into who we were born to be. In this podcast, I will be sharing many different things with you, opening up the doorways to my coaching sessions where you can witness with your own eyes how trauma contaminates our reality and how we can dissolve it, heal it at the root and rewrite the story of our lives, reclaiming our power and reminding each one of us that who we are is wholeness. I will be interviewing some of the world's most prominent teachers in spirituality, healing, transformation, and human involvement, and sharing with you my own teachings and learnings along the way, and above all, sharing with you my heart. The purpose of this podcast is to remind each one of you who you really are, to open up the doorway to a new possibility, to a new paradigm, to healing, health, transformation, and our involvement as individuals and a species. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. One thing that you can do for me, if you find this podcast useful and if you love it, please do subscribe. And if you feel called to leave a review because reviews really matter. They help to spread the word and help to spread this podcast to as many people as we can. And lastly, if you have any big aha moments, any shifts, any insights in any of these episodes, please do share it with me. Share with me which episode it was, where in the episode it happened, and how it has impacted you and your life. So without further ado, let's get going. I hope you enjoy today's episode on the Soul Surgery Podcast. Hey, Rebecca. Hi, Nikki. Oh, it's so wonderful to have you here. And I'm just so excited to speak to you because I know, I mean, when this releases, it would have been weeks now since the release <laughs> of your book, but I get to sit with you today. Today is the actual release of your book. Is that <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> but as you know, like when you, when you write a book, it's like, it's a long process. And so it's so hard to know the one, the, the moments to celebrate. Did you find that? <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've, I was in labor for like two oh, years. Totally. And then I gave birth. <laughs> yes, exactly. And was birth the day or was birth just like the well, edit? I haven't or... released mine yet. I haven't released mine yet. So I'm still in labor. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. But I think I could, it's like I'm... multiple births, like with the, the, edit process, the con the content edit, then the copy edit, and then the, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> so many births. Well, I want to wish you happy birthday. So happy thank birthday you. <laughs> for to Star Seed. And thank you for giving us time today, particularly today, because I'm sure you're super busy today. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm just really happy to be sitting with you and to be learning from you and just for our listeners to hear the wisdom that needs to be spoken through you. You know, when I, when I was preparing for this interview, I was just watching some of your IGTVs and I was just taking you in and I just have this, this experience when I hear you speak. And I'm sure a lot of the people who follow you and are in your community have the same, that something gets stirred that something gets stirred up and it is clear to me that something is speaking through you. Do you, I guess you live there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, I think the awakening process never, ever, 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 ever ends. And I've recently been trying to like work, like document the spiritual journey. And it's just, it's called life. <laughs> and I think that um, there's been different times where it's been a rising up and an awakening of 
other worlds and then deep hurtling descents deep, deep, deep down into the waters of the earth and, like, both are just the same. And I think that for me, um, I think I'd always been connected to or had this, like, longing or yearning or almost a remembering like I didn't know what it was but I knew I needed to remember something (laughs) and to be honest it stressed me out a lot when I was younger because I couldn't it frustrated me it was like and then I went when I look back different times of my life where um just before a big chapter had opened up it's always been at my lowest moments or loneliest moments where um I think through the creative process and I think our creative processes are different and maybe writing or maybe healing and maybe whatever it is, it's like, that's the doorway to kind of like reach out and connect to this something that we're yearning for. And I think that's the greatest mystery of all. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I think particularly like since the birth and then even the years leading up before that, I've just been hurtling deeper and deeper and deeper into the waters of the earth. That's, um, yeah. And then the birth was just the most transcendent and imminent experience of my life. And I'm keen to talk to you about that because I'm, I sense that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to hear about the birth. And we're talking about the birth of your son. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Sonny. Sunny, of course, mm. sunshine, sunny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you know, you, you, you speak about life and I just, I often say that to the people I work with, you know, I can be a teacher, you can be a teacher, but really all of the, we're just the assistant teachers. Mm. Life is the teacher. Mm. And when we're willing to really have a deep, a deeper relationship with life, then the, then the lessons can be just profoundly vast. Mm. Um, thick and fast. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I like you, you know, there's the moment of waking <laughs> and then there's, and then there's the journey that comes with that to keep mm. growing and maturing. And, mm. you know, when I was reading about your, your story, which I don't really know much about, so I want to hear from it. I read that, you know, you had this moment of awakening when you were 18. Is that right? Yeah. So I had one when I was a teenager and then, uh, um, um, a probably equally significant one in like 2012 they were they were different but yeah the when I was the teenager that was like you know things happening that just literally it didn't match the world that I knew <laughs> so I think that's always like where we begin right and that can be incredible because it's like mind blown. Wow. Wow. How could I not see this? Like, whoa, don't you see what I see? And so I think often when we do go through awakenings, you know, I think in, in the particularly new age world, we can talk about awakenings as in like, it's this thing that I experienced and isn't it great. And I want more of it or whatever, but pretty much everyone I know, even if it is spontaneous, like it's literally like a switch, it takes years to integrate it. And I haven't met anyone who hasn't had that and then kind of um, had this crumbling because it's like the whole identity or the whole way we looked at the world is no longer. Yep. And grief comes with that. And so I think every time that we kind of like have this, you know, and I think a lot of people see it as like the up, then it goes, have you found that? Well, I mean, my book is called Surrender. Yeah. (laughs) I know. So I get it. Yeah, yeah. I called it that for that reason. Yeah. We can ask, I can ask a million people, do you want to, are you ready to awaken? Are you ready to align with your most Mm. authentic self? And everyone will say yes. But what that really, most people don't really get what it really means because the Mm. waking up part, that's kind of, Nowadays, a lot of people are having enlightening moments. Mm. It's happening a lot, particularly nowadays. Mm. But the the pathway from there to liberation is a completely 
different pathway and that and that mm-hmm. is like a lifelong commitment because mm-hmm. like you said you know there's so much letting go there's so much releasing there's so much dissolving that that comes with this journey and the grief and the surrender of it takes enormous courage until mm. and w- until you're ready to just be nothing mm. so yeah i mean i hear you like the the waking up point when you're when when the world looks different you know i when i hear you speak about that i i just think that's happening all the time a lot in the last year mm. i don't like you i don't know anybody that hasn't had a massive shift in their perception of reality it seems to be speeding up as mm. well nowadays mm. mm. so why don't why don't you tell me because i think for me one of the biggest transformational periods was because when i became a mum such a huge phase for me and i i i have two children now um the birthing and then the mothering so can you share with us the journey from when you, from when you were growing sunny mm. um, and then the birth of that and how that really impacted you i i wasn't 100% certain that I wanted to be a mum. I, I thought I would, but it, yeah, it wasn't like, I was afraid that um, it could stop me from creating and doing the work I came here to do. And now we know that's a ridiculous thing to say because it opens it up even more. Yeah, um, but it. I definitely had, I, def- I had a lot of fear around birth that I didn't even I didn't, I had no idea. I had no idea about. And, um, and so when I got pregnant, it was, I just moved to Glastonbury. Um, and yeah, Sunny came very quick after that. And, um, during the pregnancy, it was such an initiation in myself. I didn't expect it at all. Um, the main thing for me was around, um, really taught me how to trust my body intuition, which now I teach intuition. I could have taught someone how to trust their body intuition, but when it came to the physical, like the, the body and what to eat, you know, that, that type of thing and boundaries and all of that is very subtle, but I, I wasn't the best at it. And I had no idea that I wasn't until I was pregnant and I kept on going to different appointments and, I kept on being put into these buckets, um, whether it's I had gestational diabetes or, you know, you can do this, you can't do this. And, and I think it was this, you know, it's the part of, I think, initiation into mother is like to take responsibility for yourself, but it's really challenging when you've not experienced this thing before. So of course you're going to look to others and these people are expert, like, listen to them, you know, all of that. And so it was this kind of push pull dance that I was doing. And the invitation constantly was like, no, 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 trust yourself, trust your body. You know how to do this. Like when it's a yes, it's a yes. When it's a no, it's a no. And, and I was actually really, really, really private around the pregnancy. Like I didn't announce it until about seven months. Um, and then when, when I'd like run into people of the street, like say people I didn't know, um, I would like, if they said, are you pregnant? I like wanted to be like, that's none of your business. Like that, these, the, this fierceness came out of me that I'd never experienced before, but it was, it was this real fire of boundaries and I didn't let anyone touch my belly, not in a, like a horrible way, but in the sense of like, no. And it was like, I was protecting my son, but then I think also myself in default. And I think since then I've discovered how, you know, it's as a mom, sometimes it's actually easier to do for your child, what you might not do for yourself. And then you're like, Oh, okay. I get it now. Um, and so I ended up working with this incredible woman called Binnie Dansby, um, who her thing is, um, 
Well, she did the first water birth in America. Um, she's in her 80s and um, she used to drive around the country with a bathtub in the back of a car <laughs> to births. That's what she would do. Um, but but her, work, um, her work is also around healing our own birth. So us as adults, like we're, this is the thing that we've all got in common. We've all been born. Um, and so I'd had a couple of experiences around like re-experiencing my own birth, but without it being like something I was working on. Um, so it said to me, okay, there's something here to, to look at. And so I, I um, had a couple of um, days with her in Oxford where she was living and, and she ended up just becoming a really dear part of our lives. Um, and um, yeah, she really um, led me through facing all these fears that I think I had, like, at a, like I think it was intergenerational. Um, I'm not sure if it was soul level as well, but it was really deep. Um, so I did a lot of work in the lead up in that sense. And then she had said to me that it's because in my mind, I was like, birth is the most agony you will ever go through it is dangerous like these are the programs that I didn't even realize I had within me and so she was kind of like inviting me to see a different point of view it's the most natural thing in the world it can it can actually be ecstatic um and that would that just blew my mind um and so I've been really working with for quite a while um you know, Marianne Woodman spoke about this and um, Jung spoke about it as well of, um, you know, the conscious feminine holds the tension of the opposites at the same time. So I was really working with that. And, and I think that's definitely what I experienced in the labor where um, the agony and the ecstasy, they're not actually the opposite, even though they are, it's like, they're kind of like together. And I think the same with the transcendence and the imminence, they're not, they're, they're, they're coming towards each other. And I think that's what the birth taught me in a physical way. I'd never, ever, ever, ever experienced anything as physical ever. <laughs> yeah. um, but also transcendent. I'd had those experiences separately but I hadn't had it in that like full on woven way where, you know, like at the, the moment of the crowning, it's like being at the end of the universe while also never more fully present than I've ever been before. Like, <laughs> were you at home or did you? Yeah, I was at home. Yeah. Yeah. At home. So Craig was in the, in the pool with me. Did you do water birth? I I stayed at home for as long as I could. Mm. My daughter was but I was breech. Um mm. and wow. she got her hips got stuck and I was kind of defying everything that all the kind of the doctors and the professionals had they were like, no, you can't birth a breech baby. Wow. It's like, no, I'm gonna go into labor and I'm gonna listen to the to my daughter. Mm. Um so I labored at home as long as I could with her, but then her hips just got stuck. She was a big, she was 10 pounds. So she was a big girl. Wow. So eventually I, I transferred over to hospital, but it wasn't panicky or scary. Wow. Consciously we're like, okay, it's time and let's, let's go there and we'll get more support. But, you know, it, it I mean, it's, it was just the, for the first time for me, I, I had to re-experience everything I hadn't processed around my own mm. birth. And then of course, when Taya was born, all that sort of unresolved stuff around those early years just really came up. That's so interesting. So is in like um, the kind of pre-verbal type, like, yeah, I, I me too, me too. Yeah, it's, and I think we're just not educated enough. I think it's uh, such a it's so common, of course. And when you think about it, of course that's what would happen. You know, that you that we as mothers, we've gone through this gateway that then we we get faced with mm, whatever is still there unhealed around those mm, early bonds or or not bonds. 
Um, oh, I so hear you. You know, like I had this experience where like at the crowning moment where I like saw, it was like I saw the the cell, like every cell in my body um, and the walls, like the barricades, the protection that I'd kind of developed through my life, um, like blast open, like be smashed to smithereens, like in all corners of the universe kind of thing. Um, and that's an image that like, I just, it's just with me constantly now. And I think I so appreciate what you're saying because it's, that's, that's been my journey through. And I think that it's, um, really bewildering. Um, and it also makes sense. Um, like with that visual of like all the protection, all of the ways of being that we've created because we needed to, but then in order to cross the threshold with those things being blasted open, it's like, they're just there. And then, I mean, I guess that's where the reparenting comes in, but I think that particularly my experience has been like, it didn't come immediately. Like there was definitely like waves of emotion and stuff. And maybe just the sleeplessness meant that I wasn't able to even like think straight. Cause you just like feed the baby, feed the baby, you know, um, yes. but I'm, I'm looking back and definitely within the first year, that's where it, it, emerged like it was like a full-on syllabus and like but I, I've kind of been struggling to work out what what is 2020 lockdown and what is becoming a mum. Like I don't know which bit and I'm, I'm sure that's impossible to know. But yeah, definitely these um like I want to say illogical um uh yearnings from within and once you understand that oh that's the that's the you when you were six months or a year or whatever and at that age that's before logic and reasoning come in (laughs) but it can make you feel like you're going crazy yep (laughs) what you're speaking of it is it is it pandemic or is it motherhood I think I mean it's both and and you're it's just happening as a double whammy for you I mean I think the whole con the whole experience of this pandemic itself has invited more and more people to it to be either be forced or willingly drop into those places of yearning mm. that we use our life to distract Mm. The, all the stuff that we do that we that we think defines this thing that is called life just got cha- taken and suddenly right. it gets quiet and not a lot of people know how to be with themselves mm. and when you start when you're forced to be with yourself there's you realize there's wow there's quite a lot there's quite a lot in there and underneath is this real yearning and loneliness and and the, the kind of the the longing for something but you don't quite understand what it is mm. and in motherhood as you're speaking, I just realize, you know, when you, particularly with your first child, it is different with the second, you're kind of seasoned, <laughs> but with the first one, you know, you experience a love like nothing. I mean, I, I've never experienced anything like it mm-hmm. than I felt with Taya and, and, and that love for me reactivated how pure the love was that I felt for my mom. Mm. to the world and so that kind of reactivates everything mm. around around that pure love that either wasn't met wasn't honored or wasn't seen and so you know there is there is an invitation for for healing and transformation and of course i mean i believe that you know the children the babies choose us mm. they bring they have their own lessons but they also bring an invitation for transformation for us too I love, I so resonate with what you're saying about that. Yeah. That divine love that you, um, you know, when in the first like nine months after Sunny was born, 
I just kept on, I couldn't work out what it was that was like ripping me open so much because it was, and it's those opposites again. It's like, they're, they're right. They're at this immense love, immense agony, boom, smushed together. Um, (laughs) And I, I'm like, I don't, what is this? Um, And it it did, I began working with, um, you know, and I want to say the inner child, but I feel like even saying that phrase doesn't, do you know what I mean? It like, it doesn't, it's deeper than that. It's like the newborn within or something. I've been, I've been really I think it's actually the core of humanity. Like I genuinely, I think at the core of humanity is, is, I mean, I teach this at the, I teach this in my training with, um, with my students, you know, inherently all human beings are love and we 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 want to love and we are love but it when we come out of that kind of newborn baby bubble what we start to experience is we experience that love comes hand in hand with loss you actually can't truly love mm. without simultaneously opening yourself to loss right you can't actually live without simultaneously opening yourself to death. It Mm -hmm. has to come hand in hand. And I think really at the core of it, that's why to love that deeply, it's like you open Mm. at the same time for this unbelievable depth of pain that really hasn't been felt. And that's why it's a gift. It doesn't feel like a gift sometimes to open to both. And that is what you do in the birth as well in the moment of transition, when you actually think, I cannot, and you're I like, cannot. I'm going to die now. I have to, I've got to go. I yeah. can't get out of here. I'm done. <laughs> like, and then midwife's going, you're ready now. You're like, I know what you're doing. Shut up. I don't know. I'm done. And it's like, that's the moment when you can actually burr. But that's <sighs> you think you're going to die. Because you're letting it come through. Mm. because you're letting it come through. It's the same when you're going through your own awakening, another version, another phase of your awakening. And the very moment that you are, that you are awakening to a new, a new phase of your consciousness, you, something in you dies. Yeah. It it's simultaneously. True. You can't have one without the other. Right. Right. Yeah. So after, after, the birth, I, I began probably after about three months, I began just going on walks on my own. It was like, that was my thing I started doing. And I just kept on going past as a particular, the, the, the mother and child, like as in mother Mary and all the different mothers and childs. Like I've always been drawn to that kind of iconography um, without actually kind of connecting it with mother and child, <laughs> you know, I always saw great mother and us Um Anyway, I went past and um, past this church just around the corner, and um, it has one of those divine childs um, in it, but a really beautiful one where it's it's Mary holding the baby, and he's like <laughs> like this, um, and I was like, oh, I get it, I get it. It's that that is we are that. And, and then again, it was like floods of love, but also floods of grief because I was thinking, oh my gosh, all of the ways that maybe I hadn't been, well, yeah, I hadn't been received, but me being just like everyone else on the planet and, you know, and then I'm like, okay. So then my son, I'm like, is it even possible for me to receive that amount of love? Um, and because, because they do, they look at us like we are the goddess or the God or whatever. Like, you know, that look, and it's a lot. And I'm sure that look does not last forever, but there is a period. And when my friend Binny would be around, she came and stayed with us a few times, um, um, before lockdown and um, she kept on saying, and it it kept on startling me into the present moment of like, here comes the goddess, here comes the goddess. And at first I was like, no, I'm not the god, you know, look, look, you know, 
And she kept on saying it. And I'm like, oh, right. Okay. And yeah, it's like the, and I don't know if it is possible for us to receive that amount of love. Hmm. I don't, I don't, I'm not saying it is or not, but I don't, I don't know that answer. Like maybe, maybe it's not possible for any human to, or maybe it is, but we've not reached it yet. Or maybe there's many, many people around the world who do. I I don't know. I don't know. But even like um, I had this um, thing recently with my son where I started kind of, um, you know, overthinking things and just being like, why does he like when, when he, when he hurts himself or something, he doesn't come to me. Like he doesn't like cling for me or whatever. And, you know, maybe that'll change as years go by. And I was saying to Greg, Oh my gosh, mate, has he not attached or what, what's not, you know, cause I've been working with like understanding attachment myself. And, um, and then I spoke to a couple of people and one particular wise woman. And cause I was like, he's it's like, he's going back to the scene of the crime and like reprocessing what he'd been through. And I'm like, Oh shit. Is that, is that bad? Is that good? Like, Ooh, what do I do here? And then they were like, no, how wonderful. He doesn't need you to do that. And yeah. it was just so different from the blueprint I had within me. And it was so hard for me to open my mind to, it, like they're not being something wrong because it's different. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I do know what you mean, and I think also. I mean, I think the ne- the generation that are growing up into the into our world. I I, do, I think that the generations that are coming and and the generation of our babies are are just becoming more and more conscious. I feel like they are wise. like when I they they have so many lessons to teach us Mm -hmm. and they don't fit in the boxes Mm -hmm. the world that is kind of dissolving right now they don't fit when I look at my children they Mm -hmm. don't fit in those boxes Mm -hmm. and and I can see them carving new pathways Mm -hmm. I guess our job is to show is to guide them um because really that, you know, if we do our job well enough they're going to be they they get an opportunity to grow up into a world that and, and create a new path rather mm. than fit into any of the boxes that mm. kind of looked at and go, well, I don't fit into any of those. <laughs> Maybe we don't belong. Well, it's, all, yeah, it's almost like now that's a good thing. Well, exactly. It seems like that's happening, right? Yeah. <laughs> it does feel like it's happening. And I, and it's, and it, it's, it's, as we were speaking, if you look, if you look at this year, it's been both painful and mind blowing at the same time. Mm. How many, how many systems, how many, um, how many forms of conditioning, how many um, perceptions of, 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 of reality that we've had to sort of face, how many ways in be, uh, that we've been being human that we've had to look at and face that is so painful to look at. But at the same time, by looking at it, it has create it's creating an opening. And you know, it's the same. It's it's like actually it's something is dissolving, and at the same time, something new is being mm. following on for this. This is a kind of a perfect place to come in. I want to hear about your new book, um, Letters to a Star Seed. Firstly, mm-hmm. how how did you come up with that name? <laughs> I've never heard anything like it. It's just so beautiful. Oh, you're so sweet. Where did that come from? Well, you know, with my writing, I, I've always just kind of written to myself and sometimes I'm kind of reaching to my future self or my ancient self or um, some other wiser, more grounded, more um, risen being than me. <laughs> yeah. But it's often through like not understanding something or, or generally like feeling big feelings. <laughs> um, and so I think my writing is generally like letters anyway. Um, back in, um, it was around like 2012. Yeah, I think it was the, the end of 2012. I first came across the the concept of Starseed and um it was such a significant moment for me. You know, those moments where you discover something and it's like, oh, that's what the, I, I can come fully more in here because I feel kind of seen and heard a little bit more. Um, and so back then, the, the bit that really resonated with me was this kind of like, 
longing for home without really knowing where it is. And I think what that speaks to is, um, to me, a starseed is is a soul who knows deep down that that there is way more to life than just this life and beyond that, like just this planet. Um, I think it is one of the greatest mysteries that exists as far as I'm concerned. Um, and yeah, and so it was really like a, a big part of um, me working with people like soul readings was really around that concept. So it was kind of like it was a, a big part of where my my work um really went to when I was like, I kind of quit my job and stepped into the, the, the real work. Um, and, and back then I had this vision of three books and I saw each of the the covers and like, this is, this is let us do a star seed here. You can see this beautiful cover. It's iridescent, pearlescent. Um, and so I saw that. And so I knew, I knew it was going to come, um, but then each time, you know, what it's like with the creative process, you get the whispers and you know when it's time and when the energy's there and when it's not. And every time I, I kind of went with that, so I did pitch it and it wasn't like it kind of was like, yeah, we'd love you to write that, but it just another project always came in its place. And, and I'm really glad that it didn't happen then. The energy wasn't there because... 2017, I um I was doing my bhakti training, and um I that's when I really began. I experienced this. It's the only other time I've had like physical and transcendent together. So I had this really um initiatory experience. It was like being taken into the center of the earth, into the arms of the great mother and it's like the sweet waters around there and was surrounded by the grandmothers of the earth. And um, it really was this like descent and I, it, for your language, like surrender into, into the physical, into um, I guess the sweetness of life as well as the agony. Um, Cause I saw the opposites and I saw the souls coming in and leaving like, in a breath, like it was just like a moment, like, like that, this life was just fleeting really. And I saw every single soul that came in and out, like how much we struggle and how incredible it is as well. And so it was, it was really, that was really when, um, I began working with the opposites and holding the opposites and how to, how in order for us to experience the extreme joy, we need to have our heart open through the grief as well. Um, so both come hand in hand um, and that how the, one of the most courageous things that we can do is to find a way to stay open, to breathe through the agony, which again, I didn't know at the time, um, is one of the teachings of birth open through the contractions, breathe, just open, 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 let the birthing energy, which exists, the birthing energy is a thing that exists in life itself. It's what tells flowers when to bloom. It, it, it spins the planet, you know, it, it's within all of us. And I think um, it's certainly within us too. And so Anyway, so that kind of happened and um, I was actually writing a different book, um, which I'm, I'm still writing. It's, it's a long process, this one, um, <laughs> which is really about returning to the earth. And it's it's I began writing it. Um, it's about initiation to life and death. It's like, it's like big. So I, I don't know. It's not woven yet. <laughs> but this big piece came in, which was about planting yourself here. It was like this big this this clear message and it was for that book but it was it was somewhere else as well and then so then I got the invitation to to write letters to a star seed and um all of a sudden it was like oh the energy's here because that message actually is what the the book is about it's not about where are you from and let's explore that like there's a little bit of that in there because I think it is important to recognize who we are 
our multifaceted self, but then to realize that, you know, star seed is, is recognizing that like our soul is a seed. We chose to be here to seed ourselves here and that there is that intelligence within us that, you know, has the future forests and rose gardens um, waiting to be born. And so, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's like, like my normal books is short chapters with, um, lots of like soul inquiry and call to action, but quite a lot of poetry as well. So yeah, that's that. And, and yeah, like you were saying, it's the only book I've written where it was fast. Um, yeah, I got asked to write it in September, um, well, probably August. And yeah, I wrote it. I wrote it. Um, it was, well, the, the draft bit, not the, as you know, the other parts of the process take a long time, but, um, yeah, it was like 11 weeks, which my process is not like that. I'm normally like, yeah. I mean, I spent a lot of time in the copy edit (laughs) because I'm a perfectionist, but yeah, it was quick. It was quick. I think a lot of the writing I had touched on before, so it's, I didn't have to, um, I wasn't like creating complete, completely um, new concepts. Like it was like concepts being woven together, but yeah, that was really surprising. And um, to be honest, a, a nice change <laughs> for the process. Cause I think my books normally are long labors. <laughs> yeah. How about you? Oh, well, I mean, mine, I had a similar experience to you. I'm just thinking of, of Michelle, um, she, mm. how many authors she must've had, have the similar experience. They actually signed me to write another book. Really? <laughs> yeah. They signed me to write this book, a book called Warrior Woman, which used to be mm. my brand. Mm. And then I had this massive awakening. Uh, I went off to the jungle in Peru and I, and I had, I did this very, very deep uh, and intense alignment um, training for two weeks in the jungle with the Shipibo. And I, I just, I went back to a point in my, a point of original trauma when I was in my mother's womb and, and, and I was forced or invited to really experience it fully without mm. way, without hiding, no escaping just, and it was, I mean, it was very, very challenging, but as I was having that as I was experiencing it, I could feel the attachment to it just release, just dissolving and dissolving. And when I came back from the jungle, it I just wasn't the same. I wasn't the same person. I wasn't the same mm. being. And then suddenly I started writing this book called Warrior Woman. I wrote 50,000 words and I was writing this book. And all the time I was writing it, I just kept hearing, this isn't right this isn't right. But I was, you know, I was, I was scared to trust that. I was like, they've signed me and I'm a new Hay House author and who am I to, to mm. break the contract? And, but I just kept hearing this is not right. And then I just sat with Michelle and I, and I, and I said, this isn't the book I was meant to write. I, 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 could, I can't explain it, but it's not. And the war, the whole warrior woman thing was just me trying to s- survive my trauma. Like it, it, it's not who I am. And she just did the most amazing thing. She just looked at me and she said, you're clearly going through a metamorphosis. All I care about is that you write the book you were born to write. And she said, let it go. Let everything go and let's see what comes. And I, I came off that call and I cried all night and because I didn't know where I was anymore. And the next morning I woke up and I was in meditation and honestly, the, it just downloaded. The wow. outline of this book, Surrender, just came and I presented it to her and she just was like, whoa, <laughs> where did this come from? And I'm like, this is, this is, this is the book I, I meant to write. And I didn't know a pandemic was coming, but now I look back, I'm like, Oh, <laughs> this makes a lot of sense now. Wow. Well done. Good on you for trusting it. Yeah. Well, I think that when was that? Was that end of 2019? It was. Mm. It was October, November, end of 2019 when mm. finally the outline of this book came. Mm. And it was like something was saying this needs, this is what needs to come out. 
Wow. What an amazing experience. I mean, that's how I felt when I was, when I was researching into letters to a star seed and also listening to your story around it. And I, I, I mean, I haven't read it and I, and I have just ordered it, but it was like, I looked at it and I could feel it. It was like, Oh, this is what needed to come out first. Mm. This is just, mm. just this time where we are, where humanity is. This is, these are the messages. I mean, mm. I just want to ask you, when you say plant yourself here, what do you mean by that? Like what? I mean, like call our soul fully here now. So, you know, that could mean, um, those of us who, whether it's through trauma or longing to be someplace else, have kind of checked out um, to come back into the body, come back into the earth, um, and yeah, to trust trust the seed of the soul um, to be here now. Because I think that you know, I know you know that like this time has been predicted by so many mystics through the ages. Um, My, Mayans were talking about this. Right. Everything they were talking about is now. <laughs> exactly. Now. And, yeah. and like, from my point of view, like I, I'd been writing about um, these changing times coming like so many other people for a long time. And there was a point at the beginning of 2020 where there was a part of me, I mean, the human part is like, oh my gosh, what is happening? But there was a part of me where I was like, oh, it's it's here. It's it's here. And then we have our own syllabus and, you know, all of that stuff. I did not expect it to be like this. <laughs> I don't think any of us did. And I think also like those of us, particularly on a spiritual path, it's like, I think it's it's been a really difficult time to share our voice. It's been a difficult time to create. It's been a difficult time to honor the genuine call versus doing what we think we should do or are being told to do, you know. Um, it's a time of such division that it's like you have to be this or this and there is no in between. Um, and so, yeah, I think the plant yourself here bit is, or message is, is kind of speaking to that as well. Um, those fears of sharing the voice, like so many people are feeling them. Um, and the, and I know that so many people's um, childhood traumas, other traumas are arising. Um, I don't know anyone who's not going through some kind of having to descend into that. I mean, there's nothing more triggering to somebody's unhealed wounds than an actual threat. And I think also, like, we know how much we've been for millennia just disconnected from the earth you know we've built a world on top of the world yeah it's so painful more and more nowadays <laughs> when you say things when I hear things and I feel it, it I mean when I when I heard when I read plant your plant yourself here I just I felt it in my body and I felt it in my being and I you know I've been really having a lot of these same conversations you know this disconnection that we've had with nature the human disconnection. And, you know, I, I went and I looked up the word nature in the dictionary. Have you ever looked it up? In the I have human humanity is not there. Is it? It, it, it literally says not humanity. Yes. Yeah. Everything except human beings. And it's like, yes. we've been conditioned. It's actually put as fact that we are separate. I know. And it just says everything about how we've lived here and mm -hmm. also what we're being forced to face now. Right. Right. It's like this is the reckoning time. <laughs> yeah. And recognizing that, you know, in, of course, we individually aren't responsible for everything collectively. Um, 
and specific ancestors on either. It's humanity and it needs to be processed. And that's really, really, really hard. Yes. I mean, I, I, I don't know whether you know, but in the middle of the pandemic, my husband and I just sold up everything and we left London. We, we're living in New Zealand now. We're living I saw you the there. Forest. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And so that was not part of the plan, like your conscious plan? Well, we had always been talking about it for years and I kept pushing it off. I was afraid. Mm. I was afraid of what, what would happen to my business. I was afraid mm. about, I didn't, I don't know. I was just kind of scared by it. And then we went into lockdown. My daughter was out of school for six months. She was, she'd lost the light in her eyes. Mm. Just being an isolated little girl, picking up all this fear. And we, it, we just looked at each other and we were like, why are we staying here? Like, why are we in this flat in London? You can hear the people above you flushing their toilet. Like, mm. like we, I, the longing for nature just became, you couldn't deny it anymore. Yeah. So we just, we just, we just did it. We just sold wow. the flat and, and every, every step we took doors just kept opening and mm. when it didn't make any sense when mm. the world was the, where it was and now we literally like out you can't see it because it's late at night but outside there it's just native bush wow up to the sound of the bush and it's like just immersed in nature that's the mm. only place I want to be right mm. now. <laughs> wow and were you did you grow up there well you grew up in Hong Kong am I right in Hong Kong yeah yeah like, skyscrapers and yeah and is New Zealand the connection with your husband yeah he's a Kiwi right right oh <laughs> I've got a stick on the wall and it just fell down <laughs> oh <laughs> okay <laughs> oh it's this big well, bit of driftwood it was like <laughs> trying to get your attention so so today is your birthday or the book. <laughs> what have you got planned for the rest of your day? What do you, what, what, what do you do? Cause I don't know. I'm new at this. So what do you do on, on pub day <laughs> in a virtual world? <laughs> and yeah, my husband and I were talking. We, um, I do have a bottle of champagne in the fridge and, um, yeah, but we don't have any specific plans because we've got to get the baby to bed. <laughs> so I think we'll have the champagne when the baby's in bed. <laughs> I'll probably go for a walk um, on the land here, um, yeah, a little bit after, um, before the event just to kind of mark it, but, yeah. <laughs> well, beautiful. Congratulations. And Thanks so much, Nikki. It was so lovely talking to you. We can find letters to a starseed everywhere that sells books on yeah exactly mm -hmm. okay well i really encourage everyone who's listening to go and buy this book and and connect deeper to who you are and to nature and and to the messages and the activations that you share in there so thank you so much rebecca thanks nikki with you <laughs> thank you